Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sit, boo-boo, sit, boo-boo, sit. Girl, I go. That's a bad hat, Andrew. It's a not a doctor. Bye, have a beautiful from you long. Hello and welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast that dares to binge watch, deep dive and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damask Leary. And today we'll be discussing Barry Season 2. Damask Leary, how are you doing today? Yeah, pretty good, Broad. How are you? Pretty good. That's good to hear. Um, Why did you do um, a southern accent? I wasn't sure where we're going with that. I didn't quite hear it. Were you going, Oka? I was, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm going all right. How are you? (laughs) That's better. That's better. Mm. Uh, Yeah, what's news? Anything exciting? You're teaching. I am teaching. You've taught children. I'm molding the minds of the future generations into something truly horrific. (laughs) (laughs) So, wait maybe 10 to 15 years and that'll really come to fruition. Mm. Mm. Looking forward to that. Uh, 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 Um, uh, How are you? uh, Yeah, good. Good. Can't complain. I'm looking forward to the long weekend we've got coming up. Three days off. That'll be nice. Mm. Yeah. Oh, E3's next week. I know you don't give a shit about video games. I'm not going to talk about it for long. But if you're into video games, it is Video Game Christmas next week. Looking forward to that, personally. Some, uh, I'm happy for you. Yeah. Not much sleep next Can't week. Can't wait to not read your tweets about it. <laughs> oh, no. I've got nothing to say. I've got nothing to say on Twitter. Uh, yeah, of course. That's per usual. <laughs> uh, while I've got you, listeners, I will remind you that we aren't going to include Off Topic Hot Topic in this episode. This is just a review of Barry Season 2 today. Uh, so you can find that next week between our review episodes, Off Topic Hot Topic will go up. But right now, let's get to our spoiler-free review of Barry Season 2. Let me clue you in. Season in Review. After a year-long intermission, Barry enters its second act, returning to the LA acting scene as Barry continues to try and make it as an actor while also trying not to do the thing he does best, kill people. The core creative team of Alec Berg and Bill Hader return, as do the entire core cast of the first season. Season 2 consists of 8 episodes, each coming in at around 29 minutes, and took us approximately 3 hours and 50 minutes to watch on April 10th, 2019, HBO renewed the series for a third season. So, Damask, do you remember what we rated or what we thought about Barry season one when we reviewed that last year? I do. I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. I gave it a high four stars. Um, that's very good. Did you re-listen to the episode? I did. Well done. <laughs> I did like, too. I was like, well, that's a very specific I, uh, detail. Because I knew I loved it, but I just wanted the, the specifics. On that. Um, do you like the way I said that? I did. That was beautiful. I'm sure that was sounded delightful in someone's ears. Uh, <laughs> They're yeah. wet ears now. <laughs> right. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a wonderful character study. I was intrigued by the world, the slightly absurd world. Yeah, and I was very much looking forward to season two. Yeah, agreed. Um, listening back to it, I gave it a four as well mm-hmm. from memory. And it was interesting. I actually deliberately went back 
I really, really, really wanted to, before we did season two, rewatch all of season one. Mm-hmm. I just didn't get the chance in the end, even though it's only like less than four hours to watch it. Mm. Just was not happening at the moment. Yeah. Um, so it was good to go back and listen to that. Your lovely story time at the time really helped to remind me of what happened that season. Oh, good. I didn't actually listen to that part of the episode. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. It was very, very helpful. And also just to get our thoughts on it and remember sort mm. of where things were at, what it was trying to do in the first season. But yeah, I think we really enjoyed it. We really thought that the writing was top notch, that mm-hmm. mix of comedy that was dark and slapsticky at times. And then there was a lot of violence and real drama and stuff in there and pathos and just a lot going on thematically, performance-wise. There was a lot happening in that season, and I think we both really achi- uh, really appreciate it. Like thinking back on it, the main reason it was probably a four was just it's so short. It's mm. like that being said, I've given we've given five stars to first seasons that are this short as well. But it it was sort of like, uh, yeah, in context, is this going to be as good once you get season two? Mm-hmm. Does this need a season two? Is a question that came up as well. Um, but yeah, generally we liked it quite a bit. So with that in mind. What did you think of Barry season two? Mm-hmm. Well, the tone this season, while still containing comedic elements, has certainly moved firmly into the dramatic. This show does bear similarities to its first season, but it certainly is different. The laughs are few and far between, but the heart is still there. The care you feel for Barry and the curiosity about this human dichotomy maintains the show. However, the balance that season one expertly cultivated is now a little off kilter. Now, this doesn't make the show bad, not at all. It just means that those moments of incredible relief at a well-timed joke are rarer and the suffocating hopelessness can become monotonous. But I think it would be fair to argue that that is meant to happen. As we descend further into the insane world of Barry, as consequences become realer and bigger, the lighthearted moments will naturally fall away and make room for more complex developments. This show is full of standout episodes that continue to delve into complex characters. I can't, once again, I can't recommend this show enough. You won't regret watching this continuation of the story. It just gets better and better. Bill Hader's performance is. Yeah, like the nuance that he brings to that character, um, the journey that he's taking us on is pretty incredible. So, yeah, watch it. Interesting. Mm. My first reaction is I agree with a lot of what you said. I didn't necessarily think it was less funny or that tonally it felt that different to me. I I think, and I'll get to this in a moment when I talk about the review, um, I definitely thought there was it was a bit more like thrilling in some ways, mm-hmm. but I definitely still thought it was pretty quite funny, if not of a similar level of humour, but like of all the things that can be subjective, comedy is number one on that list. Yeah, it was, it certainly had humour in it, um, but I was laughing a lot less. Okay, sure. Did you have, do you still have like standout comedic moments that you would talk about Mm, or bring up? One episode in particular, I was cacking myself, yeah. We'll talk about that when we get there. (laughs) I think I know exactly which one you're talking about. Uh, Okay, so season or second seasons is often where the rubber hits the road. Sure, you pulled off that good first season, but has this story got the legs to be stretched out further? Or was there really only enough story and ideas for one go around, I ask Westworld and American Gods? Uh, (laughs) A lot of what we raved about last season is still true of season two. The writing is just so sharp, Mm. so funny, it's dark, insightful, 
or so many different things. It's just a really, really well-written show, both on a dialogue, moment-to-moment level and in its structure. It's just fantastic. Performances throughout are still excellent. Uh, Henry Winkler, fantastic. Mm. Um, uh, what's his name? He's playing Barry. I've forgotten all of a sudden. David Bill Hader. Ha- Bill Hader, thank you. David, David Hader. Hader. Yeah, David Hader is a voice actor uh, who does the voice of Solid Snake. Uh, in Metal Gear Solid and also wrote the original X-Men script. So, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Bill Hader, Jesus. Bill Hader, E3's next week, guys. That's where that came from. Bill Hader is seriously excellent and there is some stuff he does in this season that I can't wait to talk about in spoilers that just, it's it's not, it shouldn't be a surprise anymore that comedians are great actors, Mm -hmm. but it, it's just so impressive when, Things as simple as just the way the shapes his face makes. That's, isn't that the dumbest, most basic way of saying it? There is a face he makes multiple times this season. Mm. Every time you see it, it's like soul crushing and exhilarating and like what is going to happen next? You're just not sure. You understand what's happening inside. You don't know what the, what's going to happen mm. externally next. Is ah, It's so great. They've just found this amazing character from Barrett with Barry and Bill Hader is fantastic in that role. That mix of comedy, drama, action, suspense, supernatural is <laughs> is in this season. I thought as much as the last season in a lot of ways. I also thought, and I should have remembered his name. I'll find it later. The actor who plays No-Ho Hank, mm-hmm. um, especially in the first half of this season, is just knocking it out of the park. Just does a lot to make that character not just really funny, but very likable as well. I care. Weirdly, well, I think it's impossible not to like him. I think I think there would be some who would find him unlikable, or you, you could play that character in a very unlikable way. Do you think, um, to some people, he is what's the guy we hate in the Good Place? Uh, Jason. Yeah. Do you think to some people like he could yeah, have a Jason he, vibe because he's very one note? I think he could be mm-hmm. if he wasn't played so well by the actor who I will look up between now and spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, he just the performance does such a good job of making that one note as it as it seems. That sort of obliviousness, over-the-top enthusiasm, endearing and not annoying. Yes. He's because he's because he's not dumb necessarily. He's just odd. Oblivious. <laughs> Oblivious and odd. But he's not dumb necessarily. He's not he does some dumb things, but he's I don't know, he's not mm. like Jason in the good place is like below Homer Simpson. Yeah. Dumb. No, I didn't say think that because yeah. they're both dumb characters. It was just because they're they can be one note. Yeah, I think that's the difference though, is the difference between like you, I understand what is going on in Noho Hank's head. I don't have any idea mm. what's because he because the IQ on Jason is so low. He could be endearing with his enthusiasm, but he's just annoying because he's barely human. He's disengaged because he doesn't know what's happening ever. Exactly. Mm. Uh, the other thing I loved about this season, I thought rammed up from last season, the suspense in this mm. season. Some of the individual moments or scenes or episodes, especially towards the end of the season. There's just some amazing tension building in the storytelling and not knowing what's going to happen at any moment. And best of all, they and you don't want to you don't want to set this up because you don't want people to get ahead of the show in any way. I doubt you could. They do a good job of surprising you along the way. Yes. And they're not I'm not talking about big, massive like twists and Mm-mm. stuff necessarily, but getting to a moment where something you don't expect to happen happens, and then in hindsight you look at that moment and go, or not even hindsight, in the moment you go, I didn't see it coming, but that makes perfect sense. Yes. And it feels rewarding, mm-hmm. not like they were just trying to get a shock out of me. Now, we've reviewed another show very mm-hmm. recently that mm-hmm. had 
tried to shock and surprise us with its developments that mm-hmm. we thought weren't earned. And there's a lot of that happening this season, mm. except every single one of them hits. Yeah, in a lot of those moments, I remember thinking, oh, they're going to do this because that doing that would be shocking. Yeah. Generally, in a lot of TV shows, they're like, oh, they're going to do that big thing because then that'll be shocking. Mm-hmm. They don't do that. And because they don't do that, the other reaction is more shocking and even more satisfying. 100%. Yeah. You can feel them building to something. Like, oh, no. Oh, God. You're getting you're preparing yourself for it. You're like, yes. fuck it. Please don't do this. Mm. So brilliant. Mm. It's great storytelling, great TV. Even just the momentum from episode to episode this season. Mm. At 30 minutes long as well, they're just so easy to breeze through. And one of the things I want to talk about before we go to spoilers today, and I put this out in a tweet as well this week, 30 minutes, if I've learned anything from doing this podcast, 30 (laughs) minutes per episode is plenty. Mm. The worst sin that most of the show's that wear me down or I find tedious is that they keep trying to fill these 45, 50, 60 minute time slots per episode Mm -hmm. and not having enough story to fill it in. Barry has these 30 minute episodes that all speed by, but are fulfilling, feel great and tight. Mm -hmm. The storytelling is so economical, but satisfying at the same time. You don't feel like it's cutting corners. It just does the work that it needs to do mm-hmm. and keeps it entertaining. It has purpose throughout. Purpose. Like every scene, every interaction. Every interaction, every mm-hmm. scene. There's real pace there. It is so satisfying and gratifying. Mm. My favourite shows in the last few years have been Barry, um, Glow. Uh, what was the other one we did? Russian Doll. Like, there have been these 30-minute shows, End of the Fucking World. Mm. Like, just, just, it's, I think knowing at some point when you are trying to just stretch our story and learning to just pull it back would help a million shows, or not a million shows, but a lot of shows that are struggling with that sort of stuff. Yeah. I Just before you arrived today, I was actually watching the first episode of the new season of Good Girls. Right. Because I was like, oh, it was just while I was eating my dinner and I was like, I'll, I'll just watch like, you know, a 20, 30 minute show. Awesome. Smash it out. And I was playing it and I like, you know, finished my dinner. And it was like, oh, it's going to finish in like 10 minutes or something. And it just kept going. I was Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck is going on? And I looked at the time. It was like a 48-minute episode. I was like, is this just because it's the first episode or do I just remember it incorrectly? It's not a half-hour show. I thought it was a half-hour show. It wasn't? Me too. Well, I mean, the first episode of season two is not 20, 30 minutes. So, who knows? I was like, this is too long for this type of show. I don't know why they're doing this. I think think what... Again, you learn from watching these shows with these 25, 30 minute episodes is that so much storytelling can be done in three scenes, three Mm -hmm. acts. In fact, there is something I can't wait to talk about in spoilers that happens three times that tells this perfect arc. It's such fantastic story structure. Um, And you can apply that on the micro and on the um, macro. And it's really important to just realize to how to cut the fat and get rid of the excess because it makes your show so much more digestible, so much more entertaining, um, and just less of a drag to consume. I think Barry's doing some incredible things. Indeed. Uh, fine, oh, final score for you. And, and ranking, I guess. How do you rank this next mm-hmm. to season one? So I'm giving it a four again, because mm-hmm. I think it's still fucking brilliant. I'm probably like just slightly less, just because it's it's always the case with these like second seasons from a season that from a show that I love. 
The enthusiasm has died down a bit because I'm not shocked about how much I love it. Sure. So that's the only reason it's a slightly lower four, but it's still a four. Yeah, it's not the magic that you had the first time around. Yeah. I get that. However, I'm giving it a 4.5 out of what, 5. What, what, what? My girlfriend told me if I gave it anything less than that, I was going to be in trouble. Um, we both watched it together and freaking mm. loved it. And upon going back through my notes and getting everything ready, because I actually finished watching it about a week ago. Mm-hmm. I just, and I my opinion sort of started like, oh, where does this sit after season one? And I started reading through with the stuff and I was like, oh, that happened. Oh, that happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, this moment. I was like, man, this is an incredible season of television. Mm-hmm. I watched it all in two days. Could have yeah. done it in one if I didn't have to go to bed. Mm-hmm. It's, it was just, it was exhilarating from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really loved it. So 4.5 from me. So just a little bit better than season one in my mind. Something else I just wanted to bring up as well before we get to spoilers. The... Audience view the viewership of the show is worth discussing as well. Oh, is it? Because you know we've talked about you know the viewership of like American Gods and how that really went down, and we're surprised that it got a season three greenlit based on yeah, that. Yeah, that's insane. Of thing. To me. And, and obviously, if you talked about Game of Thrones, the incredible increase that that had over time in popularity. It's fun to see what happened with Barry, where basically through all of season one, it was sitting around half a million viewers. Mm. Episode one of this season was similar. Episode two of this season was similar. And all of a sudden, and I don't know what happened. I'm guessing just people started hit, seeing the ads it alongside. all over Twitter Game as well. Thrones, and Everyone Twitter was going crazy. It. it went up to 2 million and stayed there for the rest of the season. So, its wow. audience had basically a multiplier of about three to four based mm. on the numbers I saw. Wow, that's amazing. Which is awesome because it means the show is getting recognized for being as good as it is. Mm-hmm. It's getting momentum and it that likely will increase because season two was great you'll probably see that season three comes back with even bigger viewership. Mm. So that's cool stuff. And I'm glad to see that. Nice. Uh, Before we dive into spoilers, we'd like to remind everyone that if you enjoy what we do here, we'd really appreciate you sharing this podcast with others who you think might also enjoy listening. We also appreciate your positive reviews on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you prefer. But right now, let's talk spoilers. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. You're now entering the Spoiler Zone. Spoiler warning. On this episode, we'll be discussing everything that happens in Season 1 and 2 of Barry. Before listening any further, we recommend watching all of Barry up to this point, especially because it's so good. If you have 
not done so, proceed with caution. There are spoilers ahead. You, you have been, been warned. warned. Deep dive. It's cool to know other people think about this stuff too. There's a lot to talk about this season, but I just sort of wanted to go back to what I was saying in the spoiler-free part about how there was this like economy of storytelling, but also like the the three act or the three part setup, almost like a joke, right? The mm-hmm. idea of like the rule of three that's in there that happens in this show with one of my favorite elements in the show, mm-hmm. which is the stuff with Barry and Sally performing her script about Sam. Yes. Because there, there are three distinct versions of it that we see. There are. There's the first one, which mm-hmm. is just going through her, the, her script and her asking Barry to perform the scene and specifically to choke her or, you know, stage mm-hmm. act, stage combat this. Mm-hmm. And he is at this stage where he's trying to leave this old life behind him. He really doesn't want to be violent, especially with Sally at all. And just mm-hmm. like the hesitation to, to do that. And you can see that like it's heartbreaking to watch him struggle in that moment. Mm. Um, and just not want to do it. And he storms out at the end of the day. He's just like, fuck off. I don't want to do this sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Second time we get we get to this scene, we're mm-hmm. sort of moved from the script reading scene to actually really trying to perform this um, and rehearse it properly. Mm-hmm. And there's this complex emotion where he still doesn't want to do it, but he's finding a way to build himself to get there. And there's something dangerous about that moment. And so... He performs this scene and it's the most convincing, best basically acting he's done. Put a full on Meryl. Yep. Did a full on Meryl. And it's exhilarating and like really concerning at the same time. It's this mm. such a complex a series of emotions again to have in this character. He's finally done it. It's really convincing. It's this high for him as an actor, but it's a bit of a low in like, but where, what does this lead to ultimately? Mm-hmm. Where could this let go to? And then finally... We get to the third time where they're performing it on the night and Barry is in a very, very dangerous place. He goes out onto that stage and he's ready to do this scene and all I'm thinking about, in my, my heart is racing in my chest. Um, I'm just so worried about what is going to happen in this scene, what he's capable of possibly mm. doing based on where he is emotionally right now. And then the amazing, amazing twist mm-hmm. of Sally... Throwing the table instead of him. <laughs> it was like that the sense of like relief that obviously the the dread I had about what might happen from violence perspective was not there. And then like processing what did happen and why, and then what that really meant. This ended up being Sally's moment, not Barry's. Mm. Oh my god. Fuck, I loved it. And just the setup of that to the payoff, just brilliant. Just can't rate it enough. It's mm. so simple and so good. What are your thoughts on that? What what can I add to that? I don't monologue? know. I don't know. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's there, and I think you, particularly that moment at the end. Well, I was talking about the last two actually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I think that scene in which he is accessing those things that he is compartmentalized, which he does. Our dear Barry does so so well actually like kind of turning the key himself and like consciously opening that door and like taking that stuff in and then and then using it is that I mean that's a pretty big moment for him to actually do that mm. um yeah to like not be like oh that's a different version of me that just like you know kind of like shut off and do these things like 
no, you clearly acknowledge that those things are there and you do feel guilt and you do feel shame and all of that stuff. Yeah, and then we yeah, well, then we get to that final um, scene where, yeah, Sally and Barry are on stage. And I wasn't worried about Barry being violent. Mm. I was stressed because obviously he's under so much pressure at that point that he just wouldn't show up and, like, Sally would be devastated. Like, he would have sure. ruined Sally's career or just on stage he would have frozen up, something like that. Yep. I was worried about that. And then so to have Sally ruin it herself in such like a, a, I mean, a relatable way of just like being so panicked and feeling like you just need to be big and loud and do something because you're so scared. Uh, and just I, I, my, my head fell into my hands. I'm like, fucking hell, Sally. But I also think that scene is just a further step of something else that is going on for Barry, which is so we've got – um, Gene, who now his his son is kind of re-entering his life and I think Barry would very much like to be in that position. Um, <clears throat> later on, you know, Fuke. That's his name, right? Fuke? Fuke's. Fuke's, Fuke's sorry. Is with, is with CH, I think. Fuke's. Fuke's. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, infiltrating the the gang and so kind of like replacing Barry in that sense as well. And now you know, Sally has made him redundant on stage. And it doesn't happen in that order, but those, like, kind of three things, those replacements of, you know, you know how he gets value now, um, they're all kind of, like, in the wind a bit. And so, yeah, when he snaps at the end, you're like, yeah, that that makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Totally makes sense. Um, The It's interesting that you say she ruined that moment, right? Mm. Because, I mean... We certainly perceive that as yes. being ruined, but what's interesting is that that's not the result no. for her. It actually ends up being a big win for her. Mm-hmm. Um, the inspiring story. The inspiring mm. story, and I honestly, Sally's Sally's storyline this this season was a really interesting one. Um, yeah. I, I, we've got a lot to talk about with with Barry the character. We can get to that back in a second. We're at Sally now, I think. Uh, sorry, first and foremost, let's just talk about the whole the Sam stuff. So, her ex-partner, who she left along the way, who this story she's bringing forth, um, because they're all having to bring these sort of, you know, talk about their history, their defining moments in their lives Mm. um, in the the Kusno class. Um, And the struggle she's got between trying to tell the honest truth about herself and how that all played out versus the the version she wants to believe and put out into the world and then which one of those ultimately gets her success in the career that she's striving for um but even further back last season you so you've listened back to that episode now not all of it no do you remember that we talked a little bit about there was we talked about the me how, too episode the me too yeah. episode as as sort of we called it because i don't think it was there was parts of it and we talked about how that was written and directed by um, women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of thought that was a good choice to have authentic voices in there. And I think, and I don't want to um, speak on your behalf, but I think your your sort of feeling was that it was still very much Barry's story. It wasn't enough about Sally to have had a lot of meaning. Yeah, no, we didn't have disagreeing point of views. You said, oh, it's cool that, that story was told yes. by women, which, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But the story itself was still very Barry-focused to right. me. Yes. So... Does um, does this feel better for you, what they've done with Sally this season in terms of giving her... We, we actually get to mm-hmm. talk about 
her backstory, her struggling with mm. her own story, how she tells her story, mm-hmm. who she thinks she is, who she wants to be versus who she really was. Have you found Sally more compelling or a bit? Was the story more about Sally, I guess, this time around for you than it was about Barry? Did you? Yeah, it was certainly like more, um, fo- more of a focus on Sally as an individual mm-hmm. rather than an extension, um, which which was great, which was wonderful. And I think while sometimes it felt superfluous to uh because you know if we've got our three leads so we've got like gene and barry and mm-hmm. sally gene mm-hmm. and barry are very much intertwined like their struggle of like oh i'm struggling with grief barry's dealing with shame that you know is the cause of gene's grief all that stuff and sally is another character and so i think on the surface i was sometimes like what what's what, why are we spending so much time with her if it's not yes yeah, somehow thematically in line and mm-hmm. then obviously like oh of course it is she is dealing with her own shame her own relationship with the truth what that means about her if she's unable to tell it um yeah if you can't acknowledge what you perceive to be the worst thing in your life you know it comes from that fear of it being the most important thing in your life and you know Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't and dealing with all of that emotion around it. So they're very much intertwined, but mm-hmm. yeah. So on reflection, I was like, huh, yeah, really cool job. But sometimes during the show, I was like, why are we here? It wasn't, I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. I was just like kind of putting the pieces together. I mean, how do you feel overall about Sally as a character? Because in the first season in particular, I found mm. her quite insufferable in a lot of ways. She had really no time for Barry mm. in a real way. Uh, and even though we understood that Barry was sort of overstepping thing at times, particularly with how involved he wanted to be with Sally. Maybe Sally didn't want to be there. Mm. She tended to use him as a bit of a crutch. Yeah. She still has this thing where she doesn't seem to really see him a whole lot. Everything is about herself. Everything mm-hmm. that everybody else is going through it always reflects back on her. Yeah. There's one moment where I finally felt like for the first time ever, she actually gave a shit about what Barry was feeling. What moment was that? Before they were going on stage, mm. he was so... And, like, obviously, you can look at it from the perspective of, like, well, she wanted to make sure the performance was good. Mm. But it might be the first time she's ever really acknowledged that maybe something was wrong, mm-hmm. that Barry was in, mm. was in trouble or was in pain in some way. Um, like, do you... Do you sympathise with the character much? Do you like her character even? How do you feel about Sally? Yeah, I I do sympathise with her because she's her own worst fucking enemy. Mm. Like, she is insufferable. She's incredibly self-centred. And she's fucking ridiculous Mm -hmm. so much of the time. But it's... I love that scene where she gets up on stage is like, like has to therapize about the fact that she's booking but she's not booking yeah, like the stuff that she wants not meaty roles and everyone's rolling their eyes yeah. yeah but and so she is all of those things but it's you can see that it's so cemented in insecurity mm. and self-doubt and she just is constantly self-sabotaging that it is fascinating to watch because i think many of us can relate to that not to that extreme obviously but yeah just kind of you know, this you create this mythology of who you are and for her she's like this artist and, you know, and then towards the end of the season we find out she's like, oh, I'm not actually an artist. I'm like, I'm full of shit. And so, yeah, she has this mythology and then like we see it slowly just being like, you know, she's like, oh, yes, I am this thing and then bam, hacked like right at the knees at the end, which is interesting. Um, what about just the stuff with Sam, which only really takes up a 
like the actual mm. interactions with Sam take up maybe a couple of episodes in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing her not just talk about and sort of realize that the story she's told herself about how she exited that relationship actually happened, but then have have him actually re-enter her life mm. for a while and see her sort of like regress and fall back into old habits and be far mm. more lenient with him than mm-hmm. you would hope that she would be. Mm. As an outsider, you look at it and think, well, why are you spending any time with this guy? Why would you ever go to his hotel room room and stuff like that? Did you feel like it was handled well? Did you follow along with that? Did you feel like that was oversimplified or was true to life? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't know if it's true to life That's, at all. Yeah. I don't have experience totally. um, in those situations. But I thought it was great. One, one for just like really humanizing yeah. And seeing vulnerability in Sally, which is sometimes hard to do because she is so out there and so guarded and just like, yeah, projecting this image out into the world that isn't necessarily true. Um, but two, I thought it was also great in reaffirming why it's so tragic that she is with Barry. Because I think in my mind, I was like, her being with that man that abused her, awful, but at least Barry's a nice guy. Like that was like, yeah, sure, he's, yeah, they're both violent men, but uh-huh. in, in very different ways. And I think that kind of, yeah, seeing that and just made me go, fuck, she's been through a lot already and now she is with an, this other violent man yeah. who under the guise of like, you know, this masculine idea of what it's okay to be, like he's a soldier, he's this violent protector and time and time again we see this scene with Sally and Sam that she's written where he's playing this violent protector as well and it's all excuses as to like why it's okay that they're doing what they're doing and it ends with like with Barry people are fucking dying and with Sam it's the destruction of like Sally's self-worth like mm-hmm. it's yeah it's it's all fucking terrible mm. and so just kind of like putting those things together and like letting me see it and not like overt violence towards Sally which I wouldn't have appreciated at yeah. all but just to see how those like yeah dynamics work I th- yeah really worked on me I um I really appreciate the execution of the scene where she goes to the hotel mm. that Sam's in I just thought that was so I I compared it to like watching a horror movie you know where mm-hmm. you know horror film you're like don't go upstairs yeah. why are you going upstairs mm-hmm. um and you sit there and you you just want them to turn away and walk you know mm. go go somewhere else um uh, it is, it, I can imagine it can be baffling for some people who look at it and just go, why would you do that? That's so stupid. Mm. But I think that's the reality of these relationships though, is that they are much more complex than mm-hmm. they seem on the surface. It's easy to tell a story about how you walked out or told them how you were mm. never going to see them again. Choke but, on this, yeah. But in reality, uh, mm. it's so much more complex and your connection to those people, as bad as it is, um, yeah, it can be pretty tragic. So that was really well executed. And then... Yeah, in terms of the, ball- the the reflection of the Barry stuff, and well, I want to talk about just how this season starts as well. I thought the first episode was a really strong one back. First and foremost, because just three weeks later, you know, the police are giving up on finding out what happened to the police officer. Moss. Moss, thank you. Who I've forgotten uh, her name for a moment. Um, sort of given up on that. Jean's feeling hopeless and lost. He's not coming to rehearsals anymore. And then Barry's taken up. He's like, we got we got to perform. It's mm-hmm. like we got to go through this show because if we don't, what was the point? Yeah. Though I was like, that was an amazing bit of mm-hmm. 
storytelling just early on, just yeah. to really set the scene and where Barry's at and remind us what happened at the end of last season. But mm-hmm. I think the highlight for me, where I really started to go, fuck, this show has not missed a beat, was when he told that story about he the first people he killed mm-hmm. in war and that juxtaposition of what they sort of their were- interpretation Their interpretation of that, yeah. of that experience for him. Oh, God, I killed him. Versus killed the reality him. of it, which- showed how that horrible violent act mm. celebrated yeah in that moment the way it was mm-hmm. just how that that's that is that is an origin story in one short scene mm-hmm. how Barry became Barry essentially so incredibly well done and mm-hmm. just another there's been a lot of good like toxic masculinity discussion in media in for a long time now mm. this is just another fantastic version of that as well. I really appreciate that scene. How do you find that sort of stuff? Yeah, I mean, it was horrific. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But really well executed and just made you go, fuck, yeah, of course. Like, it's not going to be the, oh, my God, what have I done? Or, oh, my God, what have you done? It's, well, this is what we're here for. They're not real people. They're sheep fuckers. Mm. Um, They're far away. Wow, it's cool that you got a bunch of them celebration and then so if you realize that that's something you're really good at and that's something that people pride you on um, and it's also connected to a huge amount of power then when you you know you feel like a man in that instance like fuck yeah I'm awesome then when you feel vulnerable like he did when his friend was shot Mm. he goes back into that bank in his brain of what it feels like to be powerful and in control and he, that's what he does. And we see him do that quite a few times this season. When Sam's back, obviously, at the end. Very like, end, yeah. Yeah, he's very much like, I feel very vulnerable and out of control. This is how I find power and this is how I find control. I really loved that they really didn't get to a point where Barry killed anybody until that last mm, scene. Mm-hmm. Like, we have obviously that episode where he goes to kill the guy for mm. Loach, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately he was not successful mm-hmm. in that. He was killed by the police. Um, so when that actually happens in that final episode, boy, does that hit hard. Yeah, it's the ultimate like loss of hope. Yeah. Like even though we know that he has done something that, you know, in film and TV is unforgivable, like he has killed Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we know there is going to be retribution for that, but you see hope in him and a lot of the story is directing us to you know, maybe there is a possibility for redemption. Um, There's a specific line they use. Mm. You should be able to be the person you say you are. Yes. It's, it's what he says. It's a, it's a hopeful line, right? Sally, Sally yeah. yeah. Sally, who is trying to figure out whether she tell the truth or tell this mm. made-up version where she was strong in that moment of leaving Sam. And, mm-hmm. and he obviously sees himself in that moment as someone who is trying to reform from being a train killer. And the... Mm-hmm. Um, that is really the thesis, I think, of this season more than anything is like, can you, can people change or not? Can you not only be the person that you say you are or want to be? Is it even, is that change even possible in a human being at all? Mm-hmm. Um, and we sort of get to a point of a bit of a shrug at the end of the season because there's suggestion that maybe Gene has, that maybe Gene can. Um, he Barry's having the conversation on the phone with his son. And Barry says to him, you know, I'm pretty sure, or, or is it the other way around? I can't remember. One of them says, um, pretty sure people can change mm. because he's reconnecting with his son finally. Mm-hmm. Immediately followed by getting the text or the message from Noho Hank that 
Yeah. That well, Fuchs th- is there. Yeah. And off I he think goes. like the clear sign there is, you know, a lot of this show is about shame mm-hmm. and secrets. Gene, mm. you know, he does approach his son and he even in a conversation with Barry is very honest about what a terrible father he was. Mm-hmm. So he removes the secrecy, which then, you know, acknowledges the shame. And it disappears. And I, as a 30-year-old white woman, I love Brene Brown. And so watching this show, because, you know, I was like, fuck this show. It's all about shame. I found a quote (laughs) that she says, and she's like, here's the bottom line with shame. The less you talk about it, the more you got it. Shame needs three things to grow exponentially in our lives. Secrecy, silence, and judgment. And that's all Barry is in his brain. Uh She's like, secrecy, Silence and judgment. And so the shame just builds and builds and builds. And so, I don't, you know, I think the show is saying you can't be a person that changes or live as the person you want to be if you live a life full of shame and secrecy. Like, you just can't do it. Whereas Gene moves away from that. And so he is able to. be interesting to see what happens with Sally next season. Because, again, that's really interesting with what happens with Barry this season is that he does open himself up and tell... Gene, possibly his most shameful story, mm. like, well, one of mm. his most shameful stories in what happened um, when his friend was shot. Mm-hmm. Um, as Gene says, like you, you killed a man and got away with it. Yeah, um, and that's the judgment part that the, reinforces. The, his but sh- yeah, but there is something about like he. Well, yeah, there is that. That's mm. true. I think that's played more for, more for more of a joke than anything else. Yeah, no, else. it is because he says like. Three or four times. It comes up so many times. You yeah. killed a man and got away with it. Oh, fuck, that made me laugh so every time. So flippantly, yeah. Um, but there was something about being able to tell Gene that mm. that was sort of, um, yeah, it helped Barry to release some mm-hmm. of that shame and some and, of that yeah, tension. It, and it gave us hope as viewers. It's like, oh, you could see the weight be yes. lifted. Yes. And you can see he's like, oh, you know, they're... Yeah, once Gene's again, telling there him is how hope. human he is in this yeah. moment, and like you know, all these yeah. sorts of things. And he's, you know, he then has intimacy with yes. this, like real true intimacy with this person that he admires and loves through honesty. And then, yeah, but you know, what life love, gets in the way. Well, what I loved about that scene though mm. is, as much as there was honesty being there, the thing that was not being discussed mm. and didn't really come up until later when Fuchs brought it up, but I, I felt it the whole time was except you killed Moss and he doesn't know. Yeah. And it's like there's always that layer mm-hmm. underneath that just simmering, just mm-hmm. like that tension. It's there. Oh, it's so good. And I really like the... I love what they did with the Fuchs this season as well mm. in terms of like he sees Gene as this like replacement yeah. for him because Fuchs was pretty much the only person that really knew what Barry had done and was had... you know He was, he was Barry's outlet and he was a toxic mm-hmm. place for that energy to go from Barry. Yeah. And Gene is maybe this more positive one. And then seeing Fuchs come and, you know, get Gene down to the his house and onto mm-hmm. his property and stuff like that. And to find and take him to the the car and find the body and then tell him that Barry, Barry did, did this. Mm. Oh boy, it's such a I think we uh, we talked about this in season one. I sort of we talked about how Fuchs is sort of like, oh, he's kind of villainous, but not really, but I could see him becoming the big yeah. bad. And really, where that's where we're at now, I mm-hmm. think more than anything. Like, fuck, it's so good. Yeah. Just like the look on Barry's face when like yeah, he understands that Fuchs has Gene and the yeah, the compartmentalization, you just see it like melting away. Because Barry's all about control. It's all fine if he can, like feels in control. Mm-hmm. 
And so, he, obviously, he has very separate elements in his life and that's A-OK. But obviously, with that one moment, he knows it's all – the walls are melting and it's all going to fuse together. Uh-huh. And he fucking loses it. Like, he just – like, that is just the beginning of the end for him. Because, like, that was – that was the only way he knows how to survive is yeah. to do that. And Fuchs takes away his power in that. He's like, well, you got to sit in it. you got to be vulnerable and sit in what you've done. And he explodes. How do you feel that that sequence where he comes to the monastery mm. and goes crazy, right? And it, like, starts with him killing uh, Esther, mm-hmm. which I, I love that setup too. We saw him put that bullet in the gun. Yeah. It was the first, oh, he hadn't unloaded it all season. He could have it multiple times mm. and never did it. First person he sees shoots them. And then that payoff that the Chechnyans think that Noho Hank did. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So, so good. So good. That was something like episode one. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the follow through with that, him just going crazy and kill everyone. What do you think about the moment where he kills like Barry Jr.? To mm. put it. Put it a different way. I can't remember the character's name, but it's the Chechen guy who has a lot of the talent that Barry seemed to have mm-hmm. um, uh, when he was of a similar age. Yeah, I love the way that it was done in which he just like shoots him like that and continues on. And it's mm-hmm. not a great big moment. He's just like, bam, 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 whatever. Until like he realized Fuchs is gone and he walks back in and then he sees him. He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that sucks for me <laughs> that I did that. Yeah. It, it was interesting too. It was well set up. I, there was one point where Barry sort of yells at him because it's like the moment you get distracted, the moment you aren't paying attention is the moment you die. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that Barry's able to get the jump on him is because he sees Barry. He's like, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really like the way that played out. Um, I don't know. There's so many There's so many different layers of this. Just talking about, again, thinking about honesty with Gene and that was the whole, that honesty is the most important thing with Sally. It's just some thematically so rich. Mm-hmm. Let's go on a different track, though. Okay. Let's talk about... You've sort of talked about how, you know, the show maybe wasn't as, as funny mm-hmm. for you this season. Mm. There was one episode that stood out. There was, yeah, As being I mean, a little I, bit different was, from the rest. The show is funny. Oh, definitely funny. It, I just felt like the balance shifted slightly for me, and I think that was purposeful. And yes. I don't think it's a detriment, but that, yeah, I felt that shift. Um, There was one episode, though. Episode... Mm-hmm. Five, Ronnie slash Lily, mm-hmm. uh, which feels very different to any other episode of Barry. It does. Starts with a very long fight scene in a house. Mm-hmm. Amazing scene. Amazing yep. scene. Really well shot, well mm-hmm. choreographed. And then turns into like some weird supernatural little girl who's like... Yeah, it was like, like Ninja the Ring Girl. Like yeah. just terrifying. How, terrifying. Tell, tell me what you thought about that episode. How did you feel about it? It started. I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is pretty cool. This, the, isn't this a cool sequence? The fight scene. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. This must be what people are talking about on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, sweet, that's done. He's dead. And then the girl appears. I'm like, oh, Barry's not going to kill her. It's fine. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm in some sort of like Japanese like kung fu horror movie. She's doing wire work. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is not what I was expecting, but I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as it goes on, it just becomes this absurd hijinks episode, which is 
incredible. Like I was so engaged. I was constantly laughing. The like raising of the stakes, like every two seconds, you're like, oh fuck, now this has happened. Oh fuck, now this has <laughs> happened. It was unexpected. It was delightful. It was horrific. It was a great, great episode. It, mm. I, it, it's very cool that the show can tone shift like that. Mm. And and so many times I was just like, oh, fuck off. Like just moments where like one, she's on the roof and the I think one of the best lines of the season, like she's not of this world. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Just, oh, I the, just watching her climb that tree or whatever <laughs> it was to get up there. It's just like, what the fuck? And then panning back to their faces. Just like, what the fuck was that? And just, you know, when he's in the supermarket and he hears the breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I was like, oh, come on. Like, it was just fantastic. And then when Fuchs backs up and hits the car, it was just hilarious. It was it was hijinks and I was down for it. Yeah, it's it was, a, it was an excellent tonal change mm-hmm. in sort of where the show is at that point. It was fun because it ended up being, I think, an important episode for... Barry and Fuchs in particular, he keeps having these blackouts because of his bleeding out. Mm. And sort of he has these almost like dream sequences of like coming back from war, like mm. all the soldiers, and they're all running to their partners and families and stuff like that. And the person that's there that's sort of meeting him is Fuchs. And he does this like, you know, come with me sort of mm-hmm. flick of the head. And then you see him do that again in real life at the end of the episode. Mm. And you just like... Is Barry going to go with him this time? We sort of know how that's turned out for him. Very, mm. very cool to right before Fuchs's really villainous turn yeah. to have that like reminder of what the relationship is like, yeah. how Fuchs treats him, what yeah. he really thinks of Barry, and that's mainly as an asset, mm. not as a human being. Yeah. So I saw it like, yeah, when I saw all those soldiers, I'm like, oh, it's like they're all dead crossing over, and Fuchs is the one who's definitely leading Barry down that track. And they're mm. like, come with me. And that's where you're going, yeah. It's cool stuff. Another mm-hmm. scene I just remembered I loved as well because we've already done the Sally stuff. Um, the, in, a, in the second last episode where Barry's gone... <laughs> okay, so I love this whole sequence of things as well. Sally's worked and worked and worked and worked to like you know make her way in mm-hmm. the business and she finally gets this audition for mm-hmm. uh, or get a meeting with a showrunner for this mm-hmm. show about these. It's that time of the month for revenge, <laughs> which is great. About, yeah, three-woman-led show that's mm-hmm. like a revenge sort of um, mm-hmm. porn show. And while she's doing that meeting, Barry is just... Oh, no, while she's talking to her agents afterwards, mm-hmm. Barry's just in the, uh, the waiting, waiting room, room yeah. and then instantly books an audition for a feature film... <laughs> Yep. Which I love Jean's, like, reaction to that is, like, are they giving, like, are they uh, no, are they auditioning for extras now? Yeah. And, like, <laughs> there's four fucking scenes here. It's, like, <laughs> uh, all that sort of stuff. I love both him and Sally. Like, you're not talented. And they say that to his face so many times. Yeah. And he just doesn't get it. He's like, oh, I guess this is happening. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then when he is, like, trying to rehearse that scene about, like, eating shit pie, whatever Her it is. Her monologue. Or- her monologue. It's incredible. And not just the monologue. If she doesn't get an Emmy just for that, I don't know who will, because it, it was incredible. It's not just the monologue. It's the choice to just stay on her. Yeah. Because it must be very tempting to, like, flick back and see what Barry's reaction mm-hmm. is to all this. Mm-hmm. But just to stay on it and just the ups and downs and the way it keeps going, you think it's ending and just the next little stream of consciousness that comes out. It's like look, w- listening to one of my speeches, exactly. one of my... Uh, 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, but I also I love it ended perfectly. Like she said what she had to say, and then she's like, "All right, go on." And then Barry goes straight into the scene again. It was just like Your little shitbird or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, it was so good. <laughs> so well written the show. Mm. Is there anything else you specifically want to talk about? We haven't talked about No Ho Hank at all. Not really, anyway. I mean, we briefly spoke about how people might find him annoying, but sure. that he's actually quite endearing. Because I love it's- him, especially at the start of this season. Mm. The When he comes to Barry for help, when, you know, Barry says no and calls him an idiot, and then he comes, he's like, you should treat me seriously, mm. you know. I think, like, that's the only moment that proves to me that he's not a total moron. Sure. Everything else, it's all just, like, jokes, jokes, jokes. Do you feel like those the rest of the season for No Her Hank sort of undermines the way the season starts. A little bit, yeah, I think so. I kind of agree with that. I felt a little bit like we were going somewhere with Hank mm. and then the show had other stuff to do and very good stuff to mm-hmm. do. But I was like, oh, why'd we, why'd we yeah. focus so much on No Her Hank at the start of the I'm, season? Yeah, I mean, it is possible that we're foreshadowing perhaps a development in a relationship likely. in the future, which yep. is fine. I'm happy with like little seeds of this here and there. If Yeah, if it's got a, a, yeah. I just don't want cheap scenes like that to prove that he's not a total moron when every other scene proves that he perhaps is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think there's definitely stuff coming. Mm, no, I think Hank. so. I mean, I trust the writers pretty completely. So, Well, one of my one of the, our concerns, or at least one of my concerns, was after season one, it's like, mm. you know, season one ended in quite a cool place. Yes, it is sort of left up in the air exactly what would happen next, but you feel mm. like there was an arc there, right? And it's like, okay, as I said in the pre-spoiler bit, does this have legs? To go further. Mm-hmm. I think they've proved really well that it does. Yeah. I don't know how far that is. It might I only really, be three or four I seasons. I really hope it's three seasons. I think it might I be can, four. Right. Because I can see like, yeah, just those one, obviously the beginning. This is a perfect second act. Sure. Moment into the third. I can t- I, I would be very happy with that. Part of me thinks it's going to be four because mm. this show is sort of, it does this like one, two, three up. Gotcha, mm. sort of thing. It's like it always goes that little bit step further. So mm-hmm. right when you think you like the first season, you think it's over, and then you have the Moss thing at the end, right? It's mm. like got to go that little bit further. It kind of even reminds me of Cora a little bit, which is like season one is the like there was a complete arc, mm-hmm. kind of have to restart and then get, do our, our our bigger arc over three seasons again to get to where we need to go. Mm. This season's more successful at second season than than Cora was, but I still think there might be four seasons here total. I just really feel like if we're going to do No Ho Hank, it, it's going to if there is something there, it's going to need at least two seasons. He's not at a place right now to get where we need to go. Right, I'm going to say three. You say four. Yeah. All right. And- Shaking it. Do a bet. What are we going to bet? Um, Firstborns. Firstborns. Okay, Sweet. done. Yep. As I don't in, know what we're going to do we'll, with them, but... Uh, eat them, obviously. Yeah, cool. Yeah, okay. Duh. Wait, does the losing person eat I them or the winning person? I get to eat your firstborn if okay. I get it right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's fine. You get to eat mine. Uh-huh. That's Sweet. fair. Oh, that's, Immortal- real- that's how immortality works, all right? Jeez. Yeah, I live forever. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Any last words? Final thoughts. That's why you always leave a note. Do you have any side notes to mask? No. I got a couple. A few of them I've already brought up. You do. So I'll skip those ones. But the one just one of the jokes from the very first episode that I thought was a bit of a meta in joke, but I enjoyed. Um I can't actually remember the the character's name, but you know Simone from The Good Place? I do, yes. The bit where she's oh, having Australian a go accent, at yeah. Barry for doing an English accent is like, I would never do an Australian accent. Yeah. I would never do an Australian <laughs> accent yes. after doing an awful Australian accent in the good place. 
That tickled me pink. Mm. Um, oh, actually, she's got one of my favourite lines. Yes. This season. It was during when they're doing their, like, show. St- oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And she's, like, explaining why it's such a big moment that she sees a horse. And then just under her breath, she's, like, you know, she just casually mentions that I think it was her uncle set fire to the house while her mum was, was still, still inside. inside. And it was just such a, an aside, but it tickled me pink. I also love that one of the agents really liked the horse story one. Yeah. That was like the <laughs> highlight for him after Sally. Um, another favorite joke of mine that was early on was the bit where Fugues is being like interviewed about was he involved with the Chechnyans or whatever. The can. And the, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you know, the one gets DNA. It's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm a justice man. All right. Mm. I know my. And then he just. Gives them the coke can with his fingerprints on it and his DNA. It's just yeah. like, fuck. You see them bag it in the, in the background. background. Yeah. Fuck, that is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, when Barry does the uh, the Braveheart speech <laughs> and Jean's just like, I'm Jewish. What the fuck, Barry? <laughs> that was uh, I really like that one as well. Uh, you killed somebody and got away with it. Um, yeah, and I think that was it. And Barry getting the audition with such ease was very mm. funny as well. That were my favourite Oh, moments. Another little bit that I love is... One of the Michaels always carrying around that ball that he sits on. Yeah, yeah, like the yoga I just, ball thing. Yeah, I thought that was just a nice little touch. I, I I'm, something tells me that Bill Hader is like being in a meeting with that guy. Totally. Yeah. Did you? What did you think of um, Sally's agent? Uh, I kept waiting for the shoe to drop. Is that the saying? Yeah, yeah. The other shoe to drop. The other shoe to drop. Thank yeah. you. Because um, she was so lovely and supportive. I was like, oh, she's. She's up to something. She wasn't. She was just a genuinely nice person mm. who cared about her client. It was she shocking to see. Cared about her client and like, but what I liked was also that she, you did feel like the stress of like, if I fuck this up, I'm in big mm. trouble after doing this. Like I yeah. put a lot of strings to get to this point. She reminded me of a friend of mine. Did you ever, you would have met Jules at some stage. Uh, she was like a producer on a thing that I I don't think I did meet ago. her. No. She's like the American version of Jules. Mm. Very, very familiar. That's, I don't know why it's in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> favorite and least favorite episodes. Uh, what was your least favorite episode, Damask? I don't think I have a least favorite episode, to it's be honest with you. It's tough, isn't it? Because they've all got something. I'm like, that's really important and wonderful and perfect. I've kind of gone back and forth between a few different ones. Oh, I wow. I kind of wanted to say, because I, I don't think there is a bad episode. Mm-hmm. I kind of, as a way out, I almost want to say episode five, Ronnie and Lily... Is like just because not. It's kind of like the least Barry episode. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of like this side story that does give us backstory. Yeah. We we're talking about favorites though. For oh, favorites, yeah, or least favorites. That's what I'm, favorite that, no, that's what I'm saying. But the, if the category is least favorite, yeah, true. Okay, it's like what you in what that, did you enjoy? Okay, in hmm. what did you enjoy the least? Yeah, because I can't say I didn't enjoy that diversion. Yeah. I really did. So I kind of like early on, I flagged episode two as maybe being the least dynamic and interesting overall. So the pilot was so good. Mm-hmm. Season two just had to put in a little bit more sort of groundwork to get the season going again. Mm-hmm. So episode two, I'm just going to bail out of that one. Uh, <laughs> favorite episode, Damas? Um so, yeah, episode five got a special mention, but ultimately it was episode eight, Berkman Greater Than Block. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just this kind of culmination of like self-sabotage and fate and everything coming to a head. And I think episode seven did such a wonderful job 
of setting everything up and raising that tension. And yeah, we get to that final episode and it feels like the whole world is going to explode. Things just keep compounding and then the world does explode and uh-huh. it's a great ending to the season. What's yells? I think oh, I'm going to go you're with... You're thinking hard there. Yeah. Again, I've gone back and forth between a few things. I think I'm going to say episode seven, the audition. Mm-hmm. So that's very funny just to start with Barry getting the audition. They've got that great Sally monologue oh, by the so pool. Good. By yeah. the pool. The incredible third part twist to the like scene between Sally and Barry, which sort of built on my emotions from the second time, especially they did it. But then that twist at the end is so brilliant. And then you've also simultaneously got Fuchs taking Gene to find Moss's body. Mm. And like that ending where he's got the gun on like, that shot. He's got the gun on Gene. Mm. It's just like, and it cut. I was like, I might, I might have to perform surgery on someone in the next five <laughs> seconds, and I wouldn't be able to do it because I have to watch what happens next. Like, there is nothing that could draw me away from watching the next episode right now. So, I think episode seven, uh, which is called the audition, yeah, is mm. my favorite. Good one. Do you have any predictions, hopes, or concerns going forward with season three? Um, my prediction. Now that we've had that bet, is that season three will be the final season. Mm-hmm. It'll close up this little story about a man called Barry. Um, my hope is that it continues on this amazing path mm-hmm. and the writing and direction and performances all are just mwah. Uh, concerns. I don't have any concerns mm. to be honest with you. No. What are yours? The the biggest concern is always like I, if, if this is three seasons, if that's the stories they got, do it three seasons. Mm-hmm. Don't be pressured to make more, mm. you know, that's the worst thing that can ever happen. Um, my concern would be when you've made a show that that can do has been so good at surprising us mm-hmm. that can you the ending be satisfying and surprising? Can it can it continue this streak right up to its conclusion? I guess endings are in, uh, difficult too, mm-hmm. so that's a concern. But I have a lot of confidence in this writing team. Yeah. They seem to have it figured out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see what the fallout of Gene's revelation that mm. Barry was involved. Like, Barry did this is a little bit vague. It doesn't necessarily mean, especially when the evidence suggests that the Chechnyans did it, based on that pin bit, which I quite liked as well, mm-hmm. the way they did that. Um, whether that means he thinks Barry was tangentially involved or directly involved. My personal prediction is that it will be diverted like he will be satisfied with some sort of answer to that early and then the season will end with it becoming very clear that Barry did it and Barry's going to be left with a decision to have to do what he's done multiple times already, Mm. kill the people that know they're going to basically turn him in. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like he's Mm going to maybe have to kill Gene and sort of what that looks like to him. Um, Very interesting to see... The Sally's sort of rising star. I figure that next season will be her star rising based on this BS yeah, story she had. Yeah, like that's what's happening with her Khaleesi moment or Mother of Jungle. They're yeah, lifting her up. totally yeah. right. <laughs> that, they absolutely did that mm. shot. Um, and so there's A, what does that do to Sally when she's getting that success that she wants, which mm. will be fascinating to see based on her character so far. But I also wonder from a danger point of view, does that mean Sam's going to come back into her life again because he didn't want her to tell that story the way that she was going to. Didn't want her to tell the story at all. Yeah, I so, guess, yeah, it depends what she then does with that story. Yeah. Mm. Um, I feel like there's a good chance that will be a big part of, like, yes. her story into coming to fame is going to be around that. So, mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. 
Um, and then I'm also interested to see if she gets more involved in her acting and her success in her career. Does that mean she only puts Barry further and further out of her life? And Barry sort of used Sally as like, that's why he's, you know, part of it's not just acting. It's Sally has been a big mm-hmm. reason for him to sort of break good. So if she pushes him out of her life further. What does that do to Barry? Does mm. he start to look for that? companionship or that something somewhere else? Is it Fuchs? Is it No Ho Hank? Well, it looks like he might get that feature role. So, that's the fact true. they've got, like, I guess yeah. the same agent, so they could be like, what a great celebrity couple you are. And so they might have to stay in a relationship that isn't particularly satisfying for either of them. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. Hmm. Okay. I think there's a lot. I've no, I could not predict anything that happened this season. I think like this show could like next season could be anything. We'd be like, huh? Literally anything. It yeah. could be about little teenage girls who are attacking yeah. the world, invading the earth. As far as we could tell, because Sounds they set that up. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Hunting Seasons. You can find more of what we do via our website, huntingseasonspodcast.com. Our logo and design work comes from Sean Kirkpatrick, aka at Shawnee Boy Draws. Our theme song and bumpers from Lucas Heil of Birthday Loyalty Club. Find links to his work in our show notes. You can also find myself, Broderick Gordis, on Twitter at bgordis, B-G-O-R-D-E-S, Damask. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at maskymoo, M-A-S-K-Y-M-O-O. Next episode, next review episode, we'll be back to discuss Killing Eve Season 2. That will be in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Next week will be an off-topic, hot-topic episode. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. We will see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.